Welcome to Crowhurst Christian Healing Center. My name is Steve and I serve on the chaplaincy team here. It is Thursday, it's our healing service. It's uh, the 1st of April and Maundy Thursday. Happy Christmas. I wonder if you've wished anybody Happy Christmas today. I wonder if you may wish anybody Happy Christmas. Not of course because it is Christmas or because it's the 1st of April and you're pulling somebody's leg, but for the, the beautiful, simple reason that we're able to, uh, to, to meet up with a few folk again. And, um, and maybe you missed celebrating Christmas with them, or birthdays or anniversaries, and you're going to try and squeeze all of those occasions into one. And if you are, I pray that you be careful, and I pray that those, uh, um, the, the occasions will, will just be wonderful and really blessing to you. In the context of what I'm thinking about today, the idea of, of bringing together different um, festivals, different seasons, um, uh, springs to mind. And uh, I'll say more about that in a moment. But I want to begin with uh, the words of a, um, of a song that I really enjoy from Chris Bowater. And it's called Holy Spirit, We Welcome You. And I'll use some of the words as an opening prayer and um, asking the Holy Spirit to come and rest on us and by, by, um, by His work to do a new work of love and grace in us uh, this day and in the days ahead. So let us pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Move among us with holy fire as we lay aside all earthly desires, hands reach out and our hearts aspire. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. May the breeze of your presence blow, that your children here and those sharing at home may rightly know, truly know, how to move in you, Holy Spirit, in your Spirit's flow. And please, Holy Spirit, accomplish in me, accomplish in us today, some new work of loving grace, we pray. And unreservedly, have your way, that we may see Jesus, that we may hear Jesus, and that we may encounter in a much more real and personal and deep way, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Such a lovely song. So, the idea of bringing together different festivals, different um, celebrations. Well, on Monday, Thursday, Jesus uh, took an old covenant uh, festival known as the Passover and brought it into, um, uh, into the day that we call Maundy Thursday, a day that uh, he and his disciples celebrated the Seder meal, the occasion when they remembered what happened at that exodus at the Passover um, when they were freed from Egypt and freed from that bondage, freed from that slavery. And Jesus brought it into a meal today and made it new and um, signposted in the same meal himself, 
as being the new exodus, the new way to freedom. But not freedom from Egypt, not freedom from, from that captivity. Freedom from the captivity of sin. Freedom from the captivity that leads to death. And Jesus, in the meal that uh, many of you may share um, today, um, that meal called the Last Supper, as we remember it, um, as he shared it with his disciples. And um, I'm reading from Mark chapter 14, because this week we are looking at each of the last days of the last seven days of Jesus' life um, through Mark's eyes, the Gospel of Mark's eyes. And it begins Mark chapter 14, verse 12, uh, which is the beginning of, of the Thursday. On the first day of the festival unleavened bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' Jesus's disciples said, where, where are we going to celebrate this? Well, Jesus knew exactly where he was going to celebrate it. And he sends ahead of him two disciples. Um, uh, Luke's gospel tells us that it's Peter and John. He sends ahead um, to those two, Peter and John, and says, go and prepare the Passover meal. Um, in the last year, in the lockdowns uh, that we've experienced, I've begun to learn to do a bit of cooking, and I've really enjoyed that. So I have, I have even greater respect for Peter and John, because this is no small feat to go off and prepare, um, uh, prepare the seder meal, the, the part of the, the Passover celebration, because it required um, slaughtering a lamb, skinning the lamb, um, preparing the meat from the lamb, and then cooking the lamb, as well as all of the other intricate little details um, that were used in that meal uh, to, to remind them of certain aspects of their being freed from the slavery of um, the people of Egypt. Um, so huge respect for Peter and John. And Peter and John go off and do that. And then, of course, later in the day, um, the, uh, the disciples and Jesus, the rest of the disciples and Jesus, come to, um, come to what uh, is believed to be possibly Mark's house, where, um, where Mark would have lived, and to share, to share the meal. And, um, and prayed, prayed the prayers that were traditional prayers of the Seder meal, the Passover, part of the Passover celebration. Um, but of course, he adds new words to those, um, to that meal, to signpost to himself. And um, pray with me these words. On the night before uh, Jesus died for us, our Saviour took bread, and when he had given thanks, and he would have used these words, Baruch atah Adonai Elohinu melech ha'ulem, hamotzi lechem min chaharetz, which is, Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. And he would have carried on to signpost to himself. He gave thanks to you, to God, and he broke the bread and he gave it to his friends and he said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me, Jesus said. And then towards the end of the meal, as supper was ending, Jesus took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, again he would have used words like this, Baruch Adonai Elohim Melech HaOlem, Pri Hagafen. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who creates the fruit of the wine. 
after he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for all, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Well, if Jesus didn't have his disciples' attention before, he certainly had it now. I enjoy um, Tom Wright's uh, looking at this meal, the meal that, um, that you hopefully will get to share at some point today, and certainly over the next few days, and not least of all on Easter Sunday. He says the, the symbolism of it, um, of it is a power beyond words. The symbolism of this meal is a power beyond words, a power to touch and heal parts of our broken and messy lives. A power to tell the world around us that Jesus is Lord. The meal is a reminder of our need for forgiveness from sin, for we are sinners. The meal is a reminder of our need for new life, for in Jesus and in this meal, um, he makes us a new creation. The meal is a reminder for our need for God's kingdom, because all too easily we slip into building our own kingdoms. So we do well at this point just to pause and ask the dear Holy Spirit to lead us in confession, to, to convict us of sin, um, to speak to us about our disobedience to Jesus, the Word. Holy Spirit, if there are areas in my life, not if, Lord, for there are, where there are areas in my life where they are not in sync with you, they fall out of favour um, with you, then please bring those to mind so that I may rightly and truly confess them before you and receive your forgiveness. And for all those who are sharing online, come Holy Spirit. Father, forgive us for our sin. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And by the power of the Spirit, help us to walk in Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Folk, when you next share the meal, receive its power to touch and to heal you. When you next share this meal, receive its power to enable you to declare that Jesus is Lord. And going on in Mark chapter 14, at the end of the meal, they sung a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. I'd just like to, uh, to read it. A couple of verses of a lovely, lovely hymn we, we usually sing around this time of the year, um, leading into Easter. It's uh, Samuel Crossman, My Song is Love Unknown. 
just the first and the last verses. My song is love unknown, my Saviour's love to me, love to the loveless shown, that they might lovely be. O oh, who am I, that for my sake my Lord should take frail flesh and die? Here might I stay and sing, no story so divine. Never was love, dear King, never was grief like thine. This is my friend, in whose sweet praise I all my days could gladly spend. What a beautiful hymn. I find the next verse in Mark's Gospel quite startling and realize that for years and years I skip over it without even noticing it. It's Mark chapter 14 verse 27. Jesus says to all the disciples, you will all fall away. Jesus told them, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. We're so quick to remember Judas and, and his falling away and Peter and his falling away by their, um, by their denial and their betrayal. We're so quick to see so many of the other um, the details that we need to see in, in this passage around this Last Supper and, and the events in the Garden of Gethsemane, that we miss this word of Jesus, which was true and did happen. You will all fall away. It's a lovely Greek word. Um, from which we get our word scandal from, scandalon. It speaks of falling away, it speaks of falling into a trap. And we do fall away, as they did. A trap set by the devil, as he tempts, as he blinds eyes. A trap set by the deceit of hearts. I wonder what traps may cause you and I to stumble. We do well, humbly, to seek the Lord's face day by day, to ask the dear Holy Spirit for help to read the word so we know the freeing truth that it contains. The truth is, they all did fall away. They all did stumble. Jesus quoted Zechariah chapter 13, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. The truth is, they were afraid and their fear weakened them. The truth is, 
they didn't understand. And their lack of understanding weakened them. They were expecting an eternal Messiah, not a Messiah that is about to go to his own death. That doesn't work. They, they hadn't taken on board, in spite of the fact Jesus had told them now four times, we will go to Jerusalem and I will suffer, I will die, be buried and rise again. They hadn't taken it on board. They were expecting a Messiah that would live forever, that would reign victorious, that would um, put paid to the Romans. Jesus called these disciples, these twelve, and the others who followed. Jesus called them to follow, knowing their weakness, as he knows ours. Jesus called to them for greater faith, knowing they would doubt, as he does know we do. Jesus called for their perseverance, knowing they would be afraid, as he knows ours. Jesus called for their support, knowing they would abandon him, and knowing that we do sometimes too. Only Jesus doesn't ever weaken. Only Jesus never doubts. Only Jesus shows no fear. Only Jesus does not abandon the mission that he was put, he was put in place to, to fulfill by, by his Father. Only Jesus lives and lived a perfect life. Friends, brothers and sisters, you and I, we need help. We need the dear Holy Spirit. We need the Word of God. We need each other. As I was preparing and as I was reading, I was uh, tickled by the fact that there are no specific words of overcoming failure or how to find success that Jesus may have given us. On the contrary, Jesus simply said to his disciples, as he says to you and me, follow me and I will make you. Follow me and I will show you. Follow me and let me do it. We stumble, we fall, we fall into traps. But Jesus is always with us, as he said he will be. And he helps us up. Not with a, a finger wagging, pointing, rebuking. No, with love. We fall, we fall into a trap, we stumble. We land flat in, in the dirt on our faces. But Jesus is always with us, as he said he would be, to take us by the hand and say, come on, follow me. And here is the classic example. Having just said in verse 27, you will all fall away. The very next verse Jesus says, But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. 
It's like the Zechariah chapter 13 verse that he quotes. The very next verses in Zechariah chapter 13 speak of the, speak of the remnant that will remain. The remnant will, who will come to the place of, um, of God being able to say, these are my people, and them being able to say, and you are my God. The very fulfillment of the covenant promise. The very fulfillment of the meal that Jesus makes the new covenant of. So that we too may be able to say, you are my God. And he will be able to say, and you are my people. As we find at the end of um, Revelation. The words that we will hear when Jesus returns again, and he will, hopefully soon. And he says, you are my people. And we are able to say to him, and you are our God. Covenant fulfilled. End of. Amen. Eternity continues. Is Jesus saying when he says to them, but after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee? Is Jesus saying, keep your eyes on the destiny? Keep your eyes on where we are going with this? Don't lose heart that you might fall away. Don't lose heart that you may be scattered. Hold on to me, Jesus says. And I will be here for you. I will be in tomorrow for you. I will be in next week for you. Let us pray. Father, thank you that we have the opportunity of being reminded that there is power in the meal that we call the Eucharist, the Holy Communion, the Mass. And it is a power which touches and heals our broken and messy lives. Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, when we share this meal, if we get the opportunity of sharing this meal today, or in the next few days, Please touch us by it with your power to heal. And Lord, we know that not only in the meal, but because you are God and you are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, the healer, you can even heal right now. So Lord, extend your hand to those who need healing right now. Extend your hand to those who are trapped, that need liberation right now. Extend your hand, Lord, to those who are bound by guilt and need to be released and freed right now, Lord Jesus. Bring healing, bring peace, bring grace to each one who shares this healing service together with me. Bring your blessing, Lord Jesus Christ, your anointing, your balm, and make well, restore, forgive, heal. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for each one, each one called by you, each one loved by you. No matter their circumstances, no matter their weakness, no matter our weakness, no matter our falling, our stumbling. You still call us, Jesus. Follow me. Come. Come on. Follow me. Together we can do this. Thank you, Jesus. Please pour out your spirit, Father. Please pour out your spirit with Jesus and fill us afresh. Again and again and again. So that we may walk in light and truth with thanksgiving and praise, standing firm to the end as you have called us. Amen. Friends, thank you for, for joining me and thank you for sharing this time with me. I uh, end with the, the words of the words of the blessing. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you and all who you love, this day and always. Amen. God bless you, and enjoy the rest of the day and this Easter weekend. I hope you have a blessed Easter celebration. Stay safe.